Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to She Talks Peace, a podcast that highlights the role of women peace builders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to communities, eavesdrop on their communities and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine, from Myanmar to the United States, their dreams and hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by Amin Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy. This is She Talks Peace. Salam dear listeners. Welcome to another episode of She Talks Peace. This is the first episode of 2024. I am Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, joining you from Manila. And here's my co-host. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Happy New Year. My name is Ayesa Abubakar, and I'm based here at Al-Bukhari International University in Kedah, Malaysia. How are you, Amina? So far, so good. Happy New Year, Ayesa. Hey! I meant to ask you, how do Malaysians celebrate New Year? Well, uh, for the Muslims, of course, we do not celebrate New Year. But uh, the rest of uh, the non-Muslims, they also do their own uh, parties, get-together, family get-together, and fireworks. But at the same time, the Muslims also, in a way, join some of these uh, uh, family get-togethers as well. It's actually time for reunion. I've noticed that, you know, in many of the social media polls and even in the news, you know, this year has really been a year of reunion among schoolmates, classmates, families. You know, I, I think that has that must be the influence or the effect of COVID-19. How about there, Amina? Did you have a lot of family reunions and Friends, reunions with friends and schoolmates. Well, mostly family. Uh, it's a tradition in uh, my mother's family. Uh, every New Year, we well we gather. Uh, everybody comes uh, to to Mama's house, and we have dinner there, and uh, we have games. Oh, we had this funny game. I'm telling you, I think. Uh, the, the grandchildren found out about this game on TikTok, would you believe? Okay. And it's called uh, Sandok. Sandok is um, uh, it's a cooking instrument, right? Like um, for frying. Ladder. What do you call that, Ayesa? What do you Ladder. use for frying? 
Well, it's not exactly a ladle, but it, but you know what I mean, right? For frying. So what we what we did was uh, on the table we put lots of paper bills, money, okay. and uh, I put, <laughs> I put in you know the currencies from everywhere that I've gone to that I haven't spent, you know, like uh, uh, one ringgit, uh, one baht, uh, 10,000 rupiah from uh, Indonesia, which is worth how much? Uh, yes, uh, 10,000 rupiah is like what, $1 or something like that. So we put all these currencies on the on the table, and of course with a lot of pesos, and you blindfold the grandchildren one by one, and you give them 30 seconds to scoop paper money into a paper plate. Okay. And they get, to, they get to keep whatever paper currency lands on their plate. So it's called sandok. And okay. we had so much fun because mm-hmm. one of my nieces, for instance, she was quite adept in scooping the paper currency onto her plate. <laughs> and then it dropped. Oh, so instead of getting a lot, you know, she ended up with you know, a reasonable amount of currencies. How about you, Ayesa? Do you have games like that in your family reunions? Well, so far, uh, one game that we learn from our children, you know, it's really the young people that teaches us new things, is um, we, we know charade in a traditional way. Yes. But apparently, there is now, you know, uh, an app on the phone that uh-huh. works like a ring. Yeah. And you're supposed to put the phone on your forehead and everybody uses that phone. And then it's a fast-paced type of charade using an app on the phone. So that is something that we learned and that we did during the holidays. We did <laughs> charade that using like- an app. See what technology does to us. Yep. That sounds like fun. But you know, Ayesa, Looking back at uh, 2023, I, I really look at it with mixed um, emotions. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, you and I, we can't help but we ha- be happy because, you know, she talks peace won the, the Austrian government's Intercultural Achievement Award. But then on the other hand, when you think about uh, the bombing in mm-hmm. um, Marawi City, while our Catholic friends were celebrating their mass and then you think about um, Gaza which is ongoing and it seems to be getting worse and it seems to be you know affecting the neighborhood countries you now have the attacks by the by the Yemenis on the tanker and I don't know where it's going to end Ukraine it's getting bad Ukraine this year yeah. Let's not forget the situation in Myanmar keeps on sliding down. It's like, you know, they are at the point of no return now, you know, and we cannot yeah. help but, you know, think, you know, how on earth is ASEAN going to help out, you know, and, and, and uplift the issues of the Myanmar people. That's true. So while uh, you and I, we may be happy that the ASEAN, for instance, has has its regional plan of action on women, peace, and security, which celebrated one year, uh, December 6. Mm-hmm. You can't help but think about the reality 
and the actual implementation of programs that can really help with peace and uh, security. Now I'm really thinking about the future and I cannot help but um, think about the role that young people can and should play. Because you said earlier before we started the show that you and I were graduating, right? We're already <laughs> to graduate, so we really need to be passing on the baton to to the next generation and the younger generation. What do you call them, Ayesa? The new graduates, Gen Z? Are they Gen Z? I think so. We should just ask them. I get so I, I get so yes, I with all of the Gen X, Gen Z. So I guess there's a Gen Y. So so should we? So so today we are inviting three young people. One is still in college. Uh, one recently graduated, and one is a young professional. So I thought maybe let's ask them: Is there a role for them in the future? Right, Ayesa? I guess. Having young people in our show today will give us more hope and more energy as well. So let's now introduce our guest, two ladies and a gentleman. Okay. First, uh, let's introduce Datu Yastir. Okay. Datu Yastir is a licensed professional teacher and an experienced researcher. He has also co-founded and is the executive director of this group called Action Active Moral Alliance for Development, or AMAN Incorporated. And he's also a co-founder and executive officer of the SPMS Box United Youth Leaders. His journey is a testament to this unwavering dedication to education research and the promotion of youth peace and security. Okay, and then our second guest, okay, this lady. Is uh, her name is Hapsa, and she just graduated from University of Santo Tomas, USD, and where she finished a Bachelor of Arts in Asian Studies and was an active member of various organizations such as the USD United Model United Nations and USD Model ASEAN Meeting. So I guess Hapsa wants to become a diplomat someday soon, huh? Hafsa has also decided to start her professional career uh, to work on the WPS agenda. Okay? And our um, not uh, certainly not the last, uh, the last but not the least is Rima. Rima is doing a BS economics degree at the University of the Philippines in Los Paños or UPLP. And apart from her academic she is also an active member of the Student Council and various organizations. So a student leader in the making, Rima. And she has been involved in Dawa community across Metro Manila. Oh, that's something. So she is doing a lot of religious activities as well. And Rima is very much also interested to do more of WPS agenda type of work. So let us now welcome our young guests. Hapsa, Rima, and Yasir. Welcome to She Talks Peace. Welcome to She Talks Peace. Good day, Ma'am Amina and Dr. Ayasa. Good day to our listeners. 
That was Hapsa. Hi, Yasir. Hello, ma'am. Hello, everyone. And thank you for having me here at Street Talk. Peace. Good day to Miss Amina and to Dr. Ayasa. And thank you for having me in this episode of Street Talk's Peace podcast. Welcome, welcome. Hey, by the way, Ayesa, the two yas is Magindanao. So, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's your compatriot. Okay. Hapsa and Rima are from Lanao. So, they're both uh, Maranaos. Okay. So, here in our podcast, we have uh, four of the uh, major groups of the Bangsamoro represented. Isn't that nice? Yes, Amina. Unfortunately, I'm I'm not ha- proud to say that at Magindana, but I don't speak Magindana. So yes, teach <laughs> me here. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, I've been uh, I've been thinking about this um, uh, quite a lot to ask young people how do they see the world given the fact that these three young people are Bangsamoro, so they, at least their their parents and their grandparents have been through what you and I have been through, witnessing the ethnic conflicts. So are you um, young leaders? Are you optimistic about uh, the future of the Bangsamoro, of uh, people in conflict areas in the world? Let's start with the solo rose in the group. Datu, yes. Yeah, when we say about the conflict, so let's start in the with the global picture now. With the global picture, the situation in Gaza is deeply troubling. Thousands of Palestinians have been killed. Every day we are witnessing the tragic loss of lives. Children, women, ill, elders, and other innocent people. Also, even humanitarian assistance was blocked. So we can ask them, where is, where are those who claim for human rights? And Pope Francis already called for ceasefire, and yet we still don't see any development at the ground. So yes, you sound very pessimistic. So that's your view of the of twenty twenty four. It's going to get worse. No, uh, what I uh, what I said, ma, is uh, this was what happened in uh, in the previous year, and we are hoping that this will not be continued in the in this year. We are very optimistic in the future that uh, this kind of conflict and this kind of uh, disasters must not be happened. In 2024. Let's ask uh, Hapsa with her background in Asian studies. I know that we hope the world will be better. That uh, sane minds, sane leaders will come in and try and end uh, the horrific situation in Gaza, Ukraine, and uh, in Myanmar. But what do you think, Hapsa? Is that going to happen? Um. So, ma'am and Dr. Ayesa, to answer that question, po, 
we all know that the issues for revolving around global peace and security are really complex issues. And the situation may vary depending on which place or country it may be. So um, factors like armed conflicts, political instability, terrorism, and human rights violation are crucial factors that can influence the general state of peace and security within a region. Um, honestly, just by observing the global context, Ma'am and Ma'am Amina and Dr. Ayesa, it is really alarming and at the same time, um, heartbreaking to witness the issues affecting the peace and security of a certain region. So let's take for an instance the situation of our um, brothers and sisters in Palestine, um, which led to thousands of casualties and lost so many lives of innocent uh, people, including children, even unborn ones. So every day we see and watch news of the number of death tolls rising up in Palestine. And it is just so devastating that I personally cannot uh, do anything about it to immediately stop the genocide happening since I am an Asian studying student. So we learn and uh, study things about conflicts, genocides, and war at the academe. But now that we are seeing it happening in our own eyes, it just feels so frustrating. Um, it feels uh, heartbreaking to see children, infants being killed, being bombed without them knowing. Uh, these innocent lives have been taken away from them for just a period of time. You can see Palestinian mothers crying for help because their family is dying of hunger and they do not deserve it. No one deserves it. I mean, it is really evident that what is happening there is a clear manifestation of human rights abuse. but. It really, it really delves in me that why is it still ongoing? Why do we let this still happen? So by looking into that matter, we could really tell that peace and security really plays a vital role in ensuring that the overall state of one's region, um, because they form the foundation for societal well-being, economic development, and the product, uh, protection of uh, human rights. But as someone who is optimistic, I am still, I am still, I still have it up. I have still have this positive mindset with me that I am really, really looking forward to a collective determination of the next generation um, of advocates to create positive change uh, and challenge systematic inequalities and contribute to a world where um, women, peace, and security rights are the central priorities. Oh, dear. Oh dear, Ayesa, Hamza mm -hmm. sounds a little bit like uh, Datu Yaz, <laughs> pessimistic, but trying so hard to have an optimistic <laughs> view and hoping and praying that there, the good people will come out and, and do something about it. How about you, Rima? Uh, the observations and concerns raised by Yaz and Hamza resonate deeply with me. Especially the words of Yas, uh, say, um, wherein he said that the loss of innocent lives, particularly uh, women and children, uh, just like in the conflicts like the Israel-Palestine war and even the MSU Marawi bombing, is simply unacceptable. And as we discuss these issues, uh, let's remember that the pursuit of peace and security is not just a goal for governments. 
and peace and security advocates, but a shared uh, responsibility for all. And the recent bombing at MSU, just uh, as what is informed by um, Hafsa, has undoubtedly cast a shadow over our uh, optimism. So such incidents are deeply distressing and it highlights the ongoing challenges that the Bangsamoro faces. However, uh, it is crucial to acknowledge that these challenges do not define the future, but rather underscore the need for collective efforts to address uh, underlying issues. So amidst the darkness, our way of hope uh, emerged through the humanity being shown in response to the MSU bombings. And not only in MSU bombings, but also in the ongoing uh happenings in Palestine, especially for our brothers and sisters there, because people from diverse backgrounds came together to offer their support, assistance, and solidarity. So we can see that it really demonstrated the strength of unity and the shared commitment to rebuilding and moving forward. So despite the pain and grief, the resilience being shown by the Bangsamoro community and to our um People and uh, our people of all walks of life in the aftermath of the recent happenings are a testament to the spirit that defines uh, us. That it, it, it is in these moments of adversity that our optimism is reinforced, knowing that we can see that uh, Bangsamoro people and peoples of all walks of life have the strength and determination to overcome challenges and build a better future. So as young leaders, we are heartened by the solidarity within the community. And this collective response serves as a powerful reminder that even in the face of tragedy, uh, we people stand united, especially as Bangsamore people, ready to rebuild and committed to ensuring a future that is marked by peace and progress. When I was in college, um, activism was in the air. And we belonged to the batch in the University of the Philippines that blockaded the entire campus to prevent the Philippine police from coming in. Because we said we had autonomy, we had our own uh, police within the university, and they had no right to come in. And that activism uh, was everywhere in the campus. We would um, go on a march from the university down to the U.S. Embassy and to the to Malacanang, where the president works and lives. And we would protest about imperialism, about the use of the military, uh, we would protest about what was happening in Muslim Mindanao. But that was my generation. We were a generation of activists. And I won't uh, be surprised if I'm red flagged somewhere. Uh, yes, uh, maybe you are too. And I was going to ask the, the three of you, what is it that young people do in order to be able to make their voice heard? I mean, you're talking about social media. Do you use social media to advocate, to protest? What do your generation do in order to push your, your advocacy? Let's start with Rima, who is very active in the student council. As someone uh, who is into... Uh, student council and various organizations, especially in student council. Uh, we conducted recently this UP student summit. So this is a system-wide um, 
office of the student agent. So we go from uh, places to places and held um, educational discussions. So these educational discussions, we go into these uh, current um, social issues and even in the Philippine context, especially with the good governance, uh, we go into those kinds of topics and then uh, we uh, we held these uh, workshops and even uh, these uh, awareness campaigns uh, to spread uh, awareness. So we also utilize uh, posters, flyers, and digital platforms. And uh, we ensure that different kinds of um, UP campuses, we gather them all and we talk about uh, these uh, issues at hand. And then uh, we express our differences and even our concerns. And we do some uh, plan of action on how we determine uh, these issues and and uh, create a solution for it. So uh, we also uh, facilitate uh, some interactive sessions where these participants, uh, we they, they actively engage with the content and encourage uh, thoughtful discussions. And then afterwards, uh, we even uh, utilize uh, the campus events where you know, we promote uh, such uh, educational discussions in these uh, UP student summits. So in this, uh, we integrate uh, these uh, discussions on social issues and set up information booths, then distribute pamphlets or organize short presentations. And these are in my generation book. So your protests are online. That's, yes. uh, that's, that's what's happening in uh, your generation. Well, come to think of it, Ayesa, uh, when you had the Arab Spring, that was a revolution that really started online with young people. But it did lead to thousands and thousands gathering at the square in, uh, in Egypt, gathering in Tunisia and other uh, countries in uh, North, North Africa to demand change and to protect democracy. And it started as an online protest. What about Hafsa? I know that the University of Santo Tomas is a very conservative Catholic university. How did you manage to voice your opinion, uh, use social media to move your advocacies or to protest what you think needs to be changed? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
So regarding on that, ma'am, I have no comment when it comes to the stance of USD. <laughs> but um, just like similar to Rima, um, right now we can clearly see po how active and politically involved the youth is. Um, the generation today is filled with brilliant minds that really aspire to have a better society. Po. In our generation, we have this digital activism. So to relate this to the current issue right now, um, as an Asian study student, of course, it is um, our responsibility that we educate or inform people about what is really going on uh, in the global, uh, in the Asian um, context. So uh, what we do personally, uh, on my part, uh, on my social media account on Instagram, I am really vocal with my stance on Palestine. So uh, since because most of my followers are non-Muslims, I really, really want to educate them and um, like uh, raise awareness about what is really happening in Gaza. So what I do is I post content related to Palestine. I repost content from um uh, from journalists who are based in Gaza. So I share the content of Motaz Aziza. I don't know if I'm saying that correct, but he is a Palestinian photojournalist from the uh, Gaza Strip. So what he do is he shares real-time updates of Gaza, like what is with no censorship or with no filters. So you can really see um, dead bodies, like bloodshed happening there in Gaza. And... um. It's really, it's. I think that is really helpful because you have to really show to the uh, to the world what is really happening in Gaza. We do not have to filter it because that's what that is uh, what is happening there. So, um, upon sharing, constantly sharing what is really happening in Gaza, um, there are some of my friends like messaging me, uh, thank you. Uh, they were like uh, thanking me for, um, uh, they were like uh, thanking me that they were able to. Uh, uh, be educated, think, uh, educated about Gaza. They were like um, asking me more. Uh, they were telling me to explain or like share what is really happening in Gaza because they are confused on what's happening about it. So I really, really just educate. Uh, since I think that's what I can do as a Gen Z, I utilize my social media account and as much as possible, I want to uh, use that platform to spread my, uh, to raise awareness on my stance. Thanks, Hapsa. You know, uh, when you mentioned about um, postings and, and repostings, have any of you seen the video that featured the artwork uh, by this graffiti artist, Banksy? He did something really powerful on Gaza, and it's based on one of his artworks, a girl holding a balloon. And when I watched that, I, I shared it because it really made me uh, tear up. I, I shed tears after watching that. Search for it on YouTube and, uh, and share it. It's, um, it's really fascinating how a graffiti artist like Banksy uh, is able to share the feelings of the, the population and, and, and his, um, the video is all about young people dying and ascending to heaven uh, on these little red uh, balloons. How about you, Yaz? How do you 
how do you protest you young professional? Is it really on social media or do you go down to Cotabato and uh, lead a protest among the <laughs> the young people there? Yeah. Um, during my time in college, I was a vice president of the Supreme Student Council in our school. Um, activism is not really a an issue. We don't uh, we don't protest there. We don't uh, we don't have that kind of uh, movement. In my now during my uh, in my professional days, uh, we don't really protest to the government because our voice in the Bangsamoro region is really united. If our farm or our chief minister uh, make a decisions of who they will they will be uh, they will support then we we are we in the farm are very united in supporting that uh, in supporting that that's why we we don't really protest but then in in terms of global issues we shared our we shared our voice through social media uh, in sharing this uh, in this kind of uh, issues in uh, like for example in Gaza we are very uh, I'm sorry I'm, I'm I am very emotional in speaking on behalf of what's happening today because I am deeply affected by what I've seen in social media that's why when we are when we, when i talk about the what happening now in gaza and what happening now in our brothers in palestine i can i cannot really say anything because we see the lives of uh, innocent people killed day by day thousands of palestinians were killed and we are very loud in uh, in voice in speaking and voice outing the when what happening in Gaza as a young professionals as a Bangsamoro we are we are all united to speak on what happening on Gaza and in that on a global context but in the in the national context we don't really have the uh, issue on the our political uh, political landscape. Uh, we don't have any issue of that, ma'am. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that, Yas. And I can relate to your your feeling of frustration and sadness about um, what's happening to our brothers and sisters in in Gaza and also in in Ukraine, in uh, Myanmar. And now it seems like conflict is spreading and you've got conflicts in the Sudan and uh, other places in North Africa. Will it ever end, Ayesa? Just when you think you have got some positive measures to stem conflict, the dam bursts and we are flooded again. I think each generation, Amina, we, we all experience you know, having all these phases of conflict and peace. So every generation has that responsibility you know, to to be part of the solution you know? and that's what uh, that's what's great about um, 
the passing of uh, knowledge and, uh, and and motivation of the older generation to the younger generation. Like you mentioned, you know, your generation's experience of you know, doing active protest when you were in college at the University of Philippines. At that time when I was in uh, UP as well, um, this was already the time that uh, we had, you know, uh, after uh, President Aquino, uh, President Cory Aquino came into power. So slowly there was, you know, democracy back into in place in in Philippines. But then we all know that it was not that easy. You know, we still had a lot of social problems then. So one way that uh, we continued. You know, the struggle for more freedom and democracy in the Philippines at the University of the Philippines then was doing all these um, creative way of protesting. I was part actually of the UP, UP repertory company. So since it's a theater, student theater company, we did a lot of dula dula. You know, these are street plays. So I was also very active in, in joining the street plays in a creative way. You know, uh, of, of doing protests, you know, showing and educating uh, the masses, the people, you know, how do we think about many of the social issues. So before, you know, we didn't have social media as a space. Our media then was, you know, the street rally still and uh, street, um, street place, you know, creative way of protesting. I wonder if that is still happening today at UP, all this tula tula or street place. Well, you still have um, PETA, the the Philippine um, Theater Association. I think they still do a lot of um, uh, initiatives that look at social issues. I remember a few months ago, I watched one of their uh, plays, and um, it was quite powerful, talking about how the last uh, election divided families for instance and uh, i can i can relate to that the pinks and yellows versus the reds i mean that's that was pretty pretty divisive well time flies ayesa so before we conclude uh, with this particular episode maybe we can ask our three young people about the message that they would like to share with our listeners. So is it going to be a hopeful message, an angry message, a pessimistic message? Shall we listen to their messages, Ayesa? Let's start with Yaz. Datu Yaz, what is your message for our, to our listeners? Yes, ma'am. Uh, thank you. Again, thank you for having me here, ma'am, with, the, with this uh, episode. Indeed, uh, it's a great pleasure to be part of this program. Well, my message is to the youths is that let's keep pushing for peace. It is important with, that we stay together and we strong. And we are strong in supporting this cause. If we stop, our community might not hear and violence could become a normal thing. We definitely don't want that. So let's stand and up, work together for the peaceful world we all want. Your efforts and care for our community really matters. 
And that is my message to the youth to, to don't stop sharing those things that we have seen on social media that reflects the current situations of the world. Because if we stop, mom, doctor, if we stop on sharing that, if we stop on uh, sharing the issues regarding what's happening now, for example, in Palestine, then this violence became, became normal things. So for me, I'm very, yeah, I'm very hopeful and very optimistic in the future that this may not be happening in the future and uh, someday Palestine will be free. Thanks for that, Datu uh, Yaz. Now let's uh, go to Hafsa. What is your message, Hafsa? Well, thank you for that, Ma'am Amina. So. Um, as we end this episode, I would like to impart to our listeners, especially to my fellow youth, the importance of their role in peace building and conflict prevention. So I hope that uh, may we continue to always acknowledge and have that endless thirst for learning. If we really understand the root causes of conflicts and dynamics involved, then we would be able to come up with policies, actions uh, that we can implement. And when we are already educated enough about peace and security, that's the time that we can turn them into tangible actions for uh, effective peace building. So again, we always have to remember that peace building is a collaborative and ongoing effort. Every individual contribution, no matter how small, can contribute to a more peaceful and just world. And us, youth, can do our part on it as well. So as we embark on a new year, my hopes for the future as the next advocates of women, peace, and security are grounded in the pursuit of positive change and meaningful progress. I am really anticipating a future that would increase the empowerment of women across diverse communities, especially in BARM. And I also want a future wherein women can thrive more in their own environments by giving them access to education, economic opportunities, and leadership roles. So I am also looking forward to a more, ampli more amplified voices of women in the peace process, may it be local, national, or international level. So at the end of the day, I am still trying to be positive. I still have hopes in me that these issues will come to an end. Thank you. Thank you, Hapsa. Now, Rima, the youngest in the group, what is your message? Again, I want to express my heartfelt gratitude for the opportunity to share insights and engage in this meaningful conversation. To my Muslim fellow youth, I urge you to see yourselves, and this is also a reminder to myself, not just as individuals, but as catalysts for positive change. Our collective efforts matter, and in the pursuit of uh, peace building and conflict prevention, let's not um, merely scratch the surface, but delve deep into the complexities of the issues at hand. Seek to understand the root causes, engage in continuous learning, and challenge yourselves to think beyond conventional solutions. Remember, our actions, no matter how small, just like what Hapsa said, contribute to the larger picture of 
peace. And as we step into a new year, my anticipation as an advocate for women, peace, and security is grounded in the vision of a transform- transformative and dynamic future. And uh, my a- aspirations extend to witnessing the implementation of enhanced um, policies and initiatives addressing the challenges faced by women in conflict zones. And it's crucial to understand also the prioritization of their safety and well-being and empowering them to play an equal and active role in shaping a more harmonious uh, society. And with that, I have my positive hope in the future as we see the importance of advancing education and awareness campaigns to broaden our perspectives and promote a deeper understanding of the interconnected issues surrounding peace and security. So that's all for Thank you. Okay, thank you very much to all our young guests, Datu Yasera Rapat Bansawan and Rima Baunto Makadato and Siti Hapsta Dumato. So before we end our episode today, Amina, let's also invite our listeners. You know, maybe they would like to give us comments or suggestions later on. Uh, they might uh, also want to continue uh, contacting or having conversation with our guest today, Hapsta Rima and Datu Yasir. You know, so they can follow us on Twitter. We also have an Instagram account and we also have an email address at sheettalkspeace at gmail.com. So before we end, Amina, again, Happy New Year to everybody and let's hope for the best for this 2024. Happy New Year, Ayesa, Datuyas, Hafsa, and Rima and to our dear listeners. Thank you all for joining us on this episode of um, She Talks Peace. I share Ayesa's hope. I share the optimism of um, our young people. Ayesa, we cannot help but be optimistic, right? Because if we're not going to be optimistic about their future, what else is left for us to do, right? So <laughs> this is our, uh, in a way, moderated uh, hopes for the for the future. Let us wait and see if the sane minds of leaders in the world will prevail. But I will keep my rose-colored gl- uh, glasses on and hope mm-hmm. for the best. So yeah, dear listeners, <laughs> happy, happy new year to everyone. This is Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy saying thank you and bye for now. Bye, everyone. She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.